Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's Black History Month, and we at the Neuro Nerds are celebrating by bringing back our Amplify Black Voices series featuring black stroke and brain injury survivors throughout the month of February. In this episode, our guest is Tanya Godier, a brain injury survivor from New Jersey. Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Lauren. And we are the, the Neuro Nerds. Yes, that was on time. I feel pretty good. On, I feel pretty good about that. Welcome to the Neuro Nerds, and I want to bring on, I say it every week, mean it every week, it's a very special episode. I have in episode three of my Amplify Black Voices series in the month of February, which just so happens to be Black History Month, my very special episode is Tanya. Hey, Tanya, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here for this. I'm very excited to have you here. I just want to point out, we are very new friends. We just met recently. We met, what, maybe about a month ago, correct? Yeah, about, we're coming up to a month. Yep, yep, this is new. And we met on this beautiful app called Clubhouse, and I know all the cool kids have been talking about, <laughs> about it. I, w- I was on Clubhouse, and like I was just in a random room. I think you were running the room, correct? I think I might have been co-moderator. Yeah, and, and we just started talking, and it, it, we were talking about brain injuries, and I was like, oh, brain injury, yeah, brain, oh, and it was just turned into like this beautiful conversation. We connected immediately. You have this amazing energy, and I was like, oh, I have to connect with this amazing survivor, you know, and then, so in this series, Amplify Black Voices is where the neuro nerds, we amplify black voices, give black survivors an opportunity to share their stories and talk about what it's like to live through this strange journey through recovery, which is crazy enough, also as a black woman, which is unfortunately in this country, it's like twice as hard, especially right now in the current time. So let's start out by telling us about your brain injury. How did you acquire your brain injury? Great. So, well, not great for my brain injury, but (laughs) thank you for the introduction. So my brain injury happened when I was in college. I was in my junior year at the military academy at West Point, and I was driving back to the academy, and I was T-boned. 
um, by an SUV where they had to cut open my car, medevac me out. They didn't think I was going to live much longer, but I was in a coma for two weeks and I was in ICU for close to a month. I was in the hospital for a long time afterwards. I am a survivor of many things, but traumatic brain injury is on the list. So I do have that. So interesting enough with my injury, uh, doctors tell you everything. They tell you you'll never be able to go back to a school again. You'll never be able to do this again. You have to learn how to walk, talk, all your motor functions, everything again. And, you know, I was still able to, I was like, you know what? I'm a soldier. I'm a fighter. I can keep going. I can keep doing this. They said I was fighting them in the hospital. I was screaming to go, like, I'm, I'm not on taps when, like, Taps is the time you're supposed to be in the military. And so it's kind of like your curfew at night. And I would be screaming like a tap, a taps. And it's like, I knew like I was not where I was supposed to be, you know? And like, you know, that when all else crumbles around you, it's that inner grit and that inner strength that comes up. I was able to fight my way out of the hospital. I returned back to West Point. I was on a cane and I was less than a hundred pounds. I was bald headed and I made an appointment with the Dean and completely out of my jurisdiction to go speak with the dean. But I'm like, sir, I want to come back. And on his desk were two folders where he pointed and he says, we know you want to come back because each folder had notes of meetings that all my professors had on my behalf. And this is where I speak on how your legacy precedes you because that semester I had worked the hardest I'd ever worked. And it was that just that inner fight of that spirit that I had. It's like, no, I'm coming back to this. I know. Coming back was really interesting because I still faced many trials and I had a lot of seizures and dealing with recovering like my body and I had back problems and my neck was damaged, but my memory was also really horrible dealing with, I don't remember two years of my life. My long-term memory is bad. Short-term memory is also very challenging. So it was just one thing that, that helped. So, and I say that because two years of my life, I didn't remember my time at West Point, but I knew West Point was somewhere I had to be. And I knew it was that thing and everybody talking about it, it's like if I made it I'm gonna finish it and so having that courage to stay and finish and having that fight to go through my brain injury and just still stay there it was a lot but it was well that's it was good amazing it's inspiring just well you know what's what's crazy just that it was so deep in you that you don't remember anything but I know that I have to do this right I know that oh there's a curfew I don't remember anything else but I know there's a curfew so it's so embedded in you you know so this happened how long ago how long ago was your injury? this was 12 12 years ago march 12 26 years. 2009 yes wow you're you're like oh, i'm not so i'm four years out so, you know and a lot of times there'll be like some newbies and so oh it's a year oh you're, you're like you're like a rookie you know i'm like a wily <laughs> veteran now i'm kind of the rookie you're like the wily veteran 12 years now in those 12 years has some of those two years and i'm assuming it's the first two years that you didn't remember correct has some of that come back the first two years pre and post so i have a year pre and post pre and post the year before and the year during yeah wow wow that for me that's a little bit heartbreaking because i have so i suffered a hemorrhagic stroke and i'm fuzzy my first year of recovery and a lot of the stuff the prior year, but most of it has come back. But I'll still look at pictures of the stuff before. And I'm like, I don't remember meeting that person. I don't remember taking that photo. And it kind of messes with my head. Like the stuff afterwards, I can accept. The stuff before, I feel like those memories have been stolen. I have a lot of that That two years. Has a lot of it come back in the last 12? So there's bits and pieces. So I meet up with friends and then be like, Tanya, on this day, we did this. And they'll start telling me about the story. 
And what will come back to me will be the only the pieces that they said. Anything before or after of what they've mentioned, I won't know. Then I wonder if it's just my imagination that's just illuminating these things or like putting these things together, or is it really just I remember? But you know, and it's it's hard. It feels like it's been stolen. It feels like it brain injury feels like your life has been stolen from you. But I've learned to accept it. It's interesting now. I mean, I meet people even now, my short-term memory is bad and people come up to me like, hey, Tanya. And I actually have to go with it because I know genuinely I must know them, but I don't remember a single thing. And even though people I worked with, if I haven't seen them in six months, I'm not going to know you. So yeah. So it's, it's, uh, it's just been something that I've just, you know, sometimes it offends people, but sometimes it's just like, you know what? Just got to keep going. Those aren't your people. The people that it offends, yeah. those aren't your people. That's a, that's a reflection of them. It's not a reflection of you, you know. And if something, if our memories offend you, sorry, I don't need to associate myself with you any longer. Your mental bandwidth that I don't need to waste, which is fine. You know what I, I've learned because I have short term memory issues. Names I'm awful with. Faces I'm pretty good, but so saying, hey man, hey dude, hey bro, like those things are helpful. So like when people are like, oh Joe, how are you? I'm like, hey. You, because <laughs> I don't necessarily remember. Eventually, it'll start coming back. But like sometimes I'm meeting someone for the first time seven, eight times, which is frustrating. It's annoying. Not responding to things. Frustrating, annoying. Now, I don't know if you go through this. Sending a text message, not pressing send. Yeah, that's the worst. It's like, oh, I responded. Did you? And I look at my phone. I was like, oh, I forgot to press send. You know what? And I see you, you're still in your rookie stages of this, but once you hit your 10 year mark, you're going to reach a point where you just stopped caring. And it's not being mean to stop caring that you don't send or you don't, but you just become so numb to it. And you're just so numb to people feeling a certain way that you're able to then deal with their reactions a lot better. Right. I've hit a, I think a nice point where it's a, it's a joke because it's not even joking. It's factual. It's astounding how many fucks I don't give. I almost died. You survived something that probably should have taken you, right? Do I really care about this petty stuff? You know, like, are you, you're offended because of something that almost killed me? That's why I forgot. Like, that's offending you? Cool. I don't have time for that. I just don't. Yeah. You know, I don't got time for that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you to our amazing community on Patreon for supporting this podcast. You can support us too and get different perks and gifts depending on which Neuro Jedi tier you sign up for. For example, if you're on our Neuro Padawan $5 tier, then you're probably listening to this episode a day early before it's public release. Your support helps us grow and continue to create this podcast. Plus, a portion of the proceeds go to a different cause or individual in the brain injury survivor community each month. Sign up at patreon.com slash the Neuro Nerds. So being a, a military, what, what branch of the military? So West Point is Army. Army. Okay. So... That's crazy. Do you come from a family of army men and women? No. So my, my parents were immigrants from Haiti. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. Oh, wow. So you were the first in your family to... I'm first generation American. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. First generation going to college. My brother and my sister, well, obviously my parents didn't go to college. I came to America and then we went through college our first time. Yeah. Yeah. They went to the school of hard knocks. <laughs> <laughs> so what drew you to the military? Why were you like, yeah, this is it. This is what I want to do. Great question. You know, it, what, what drew me to West Point. So my, my brother was always into the military when he was growing up. And so being the youngest of three, I got a chance to tour all the colleges with my older siblings, you know? And so it was one thing when we went to West Point, it was the way 
the cadets were, their demeanor, their poise, their level of education. It was like, I want that. Like, I want to be like that. You know, and I guess that's what stuck in me ever since I was growing up to high school to even when I was in hospital bed. It's like I knew like I still had to finish that and be that. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. I personally, I thought about the military for like a hot minute, mostly because I was an idiot in school. I'm like, I need some kind of structure. I don't necessarily love people telling me what to do. So I was like, I would end up in a military prison. This would not be a good deal. You know, I, I, didn't, I, I didn't want it's that. It's a lot I, of discipline. It is. It is. And now I think I'd be able to handle it. But I'm now I'm older. You know, I'm much more mature. Yeah. I've went through all this stuff. But I, as a kid, it would have been horrible news for me. I'm so proud of you. I know we just met, you know, and I don't know how much uh, weight that carries. But I'm so proud of your fight and the fact that like you fought all the way back, you know, and also thank you for your service. Like, I appreciate the fact that you are fighting for this crazy wild country, which leads me into the reason why I put together this series. It's called Amplify Black Voices, and it's giving, you know, black brain injury survivors an opportunity to talk about what it's like to deal with this brain injury in the crazy world we live in today. So it's bad enough, right, just as an everyday person. It's even worse as an everyday black person. It's even worse as an everyday black woman, right? Now you add into the fact that a brain injury, you throw that in, right? This is just a recipe for chaos. So going through recovery, even though you're 12 years removed, okay, going through re recovery now, you still suffer the same thing. I make the analogy that like we're like recovering alcoholics. An alcoholic cannot have a drink for 30, 40 years. They're still an alcoholic. They're just recovering. We're brain injury survivors. We're going to be recovering the rest of our lives. I had therapy this morning. There it I is. I go to therapy every morning. I mean, every, th every Thursday morning. So as you should. I'm proud of you for doing that. A lot of people, again, there's a stigma with therapy, no matter what it is, whether it's physical, occupational, or mental. We need to do these things. You know, like it's it's the most adult thing I think any of us can do, and it's the best way to continue to recover. So dealing with this stuff, is do you feel that there's an extra weight in the air recovering from your brain injury in the world today as a black woman? So I'm going to answer this on many different levels. First, I'm going to say it's difficult dealing with an invisible injury because everybody thinks you're so fine. You look fine. You talk fine. It's you're fine, but you're not. So it's a great question. People ask me, Oh, you went to, you went to West point being a girl. It must've been so hard. And I said, being black was harder than being a girl there. So people like, Oh, when you go in the room, it's so hard. You're, you're a female in there. Like I was in charge at work in charge of a large group of employees. And it's like, it's, you are a strong female. It's like, I'm not seen first as a female. They see my skin color first. And then I'm a female on top of that. So, and then I had this invisible handicap, which I'm trying to hide. I'm trying to still deal with and cope with it. But managing all that, you, you said it correctly, it is chaos. And how do I cope with and deal with? Definitely, it's always one instructor. I remember I, while I was at West Point, uh, it was a black professor. There's not many black professors. And he pulled me aside and he's just like, there's not many black people here. You have to work to be twice as better as anybody around you. And so he always would take me aside. And he's like, hey, your B isn't good enough. We need to make this an A. We need to, we always have to work twice as hard. So it's stuck inside of me of like, no matter what I'm doing, it needs to be twice as better to seem as an equal. So. So unfair. A lot of people still don't understand what white privilege is. Oh, it's not. No, it's 100 percent a thing just by being a Caucasian person in this world and being a Caucasian male. Amazing. Like you're t several steps ahead of everybody else. You know, so many minorities have to work so hard 
just to be slightly looked at as beneath you, you know? And I know it's so, it's horrible. It's horrendous that you had to bust your ass to work so hard to be top tier. But in actuality, you're just trying to hit baseline, you know? I would always get, (laughs) I love this. Oh, you go to West Point? What sport do you play? It's like, no, I'm not a recruited athlete. I'm actually smart. I got in there. (laughs) Wow. So that that was always um, an interesting thing. How uncomfortable is that? My gosh. Even right now, I'm like, really? Like, I can't believe somebody. But these are just common questions. This isn't just a random thing. This is a common thing, correct? Yes. Very common. Very common. That is mind-blowing. Yeah, it was. It was interesting. I had uh, recently went back to the academy pre-COVID, and this is when their football game was going on, and I sat next to uh, – I mean, this is even among your classmates. It's just interesting. And uh, I ran cross-country, and a response was, you don't do that, as in every African-American only sprints and doesn't can't run cross-country. So that was – it was just kind of like, uh, can we it's, start breaking stereotypes? It's it's. Like, I love distance running, actually. Like, it's my thing. But first off, that's crazy. I'm going to blame the brain injury because distance running is horrible. Oh, my gosh. No, well, I can't I can't run anymore. Now I can't run anymore, which is kind of sad. Is it is it the the physical deficits? It's it's a lot. My vestibular. I get really dizzy. Uh, My brain can't take it. The farthest I've ever ran, which is I'm so happy. I'm finally I can run three miles. And that's like that's super good for me. And so I'm so happy I can. But like, oh, yeah, you can. Yeah, before I was doing like 10 miles a day and like doing all the <laughs> Your face right now is hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. Yes, that would be my thing. That's a great thing. No, you know what it is? I would also get bored, you know? Like you're just okay, I guess I'm just still going in the same area. But it, you're it's... running outside. You see oh, things. Do you? <laughs> yes. Like, oh, there's another tree. Great. Oh, it's a car. Awesome. <laughs> is that a squirrel? Great. <laughs> that that's but th- th- this is just stuff that you have to deal with constantly, you know? And you would think that people would be brighter. You would think that people would understand more, right? They don't. Now, the part that's really frustrating, too, is you're doing this with a brain injury. And you mentioned it. We have invisible illnesses. We have invisible disabilities. People can't see that. And you specifically said you try to hide that, right? You try to, I don't want people to see that. I don't want people to see my things because, like, I'm very vain. You know, I have a lot of vanity, you know? You can maybe hide your brain injury. You can do these little things, have these little tips and tricks to make it not seem like you have you know, a brain injury. Do you want to know what you can't hide? You can't hide the fact that you're a black woman. You can't. That's not going anywhere. And people see that. And that is a struggle, I'm sure, for you throughout your life. You know, when I walk into the room, I can always tell if like when I'm black, I know when I'm black, when I walk into a room, it depends on the atmosphere changes, things change. It's just like, up. Oh, there's something here. And it's as a professional woman. So I, I have a professional job and it was interesting, different areas and different meetings. It's just like, I can feel it. There's an issue here, but that's when you become, you have to work twice as hard to be seen as equal. So everything is just, that's when I would work Saturdays. I work Sundays. I was like, why are you always working? It's twice as hard to be seen equal, you know? So it's grueling. 
Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. As a brain injury or a stroke survivor like myself, it's hard for me to get through reading books due to my injury. But with Audible, I can now enjoy as many books as I want just by listening. Thanks to Audible, I can listen to stroke survivor Kavita Bossi's book, Room 23. Once it popped up on Audible, I immediately put it on my wish list. Read Kavita's book with us. That's right. The Neuro Nerds have a book club. What a great way for our brain injury survivor community to read books together. And even if you don't want to read the book we're reading, with this free trial, you can select any book of your choice for free. Go to audibletrial.com slash the neuro nerd. Boom! Boom! <laughs> I understand what you're saying. There's a thickness in the air almost. There's yeah, something, there there's is. an aura, there's an energy. It's happened with me, and I know it's weird. I'm a very fair skinned Puerto Rican man. Right. So people I can pass apparently as white. I don't understand. But people. Oh, and then when. Oh, oh, you're Puerto Rican. I don't know why the voice dips. Oh, you're Puerto Rican. I'm like, oh, is that bad? It's strange for me. My girlfriend is half black and half Puerto Rican. So it's weird because when she has a, a ambiguous look, she could be several different things. But then when some people. Oh, you're. Oh, you're half black. And again, it's that dip. You're half black. Is it disappointing? I don't understand it i you know we're just people don't dislike me because i'm a certain ethnic person i have a certain sexual preference i'm a certain religion don't like me because i'm a dick you know what i mean like that's how i feel like don't like me because i'm a bad person now we just came off of the black lives matter movement and that started with some really horrific things specifically george floyd now, when you saw that video, what did you think immediately? What were your feelings when you're like, wow, my mind was blown. But when you saw it, what was your reaction? So I hate watching those things because ever since I was younger, I was always the token. And I always know how it, if, like that discrimination, it's like I live it and I feel it. And I like, as I'm speechless right now, and I'm trying to come to words with how I feel and how I've always felt and people... It's interesting when you express it sometimes and people don't understand it or don't want to understand it or choose not to believe you. But it's like even the subtle things that people do, the slight move or the slight awkward or the or the the face they give you or the, how the atmosphere changes and things happen. It's like, you know, that there is something against you. And it was almost like it's no surprise. Like, it's glad that it's being filmed right now. But there's no surprise to this. And police officers act like this. Authorities act like this. They always do. And they always been treating us like this from the start. And I mean, we each have examples of it being done. I mean, I got pulled over a few months ago for like really the slightest reason, but it was just like, I know it was an all white community. So it's like, you know, you have to be extra like careful where, where you're at. You have to know where you're driving through. And so it was just like, man, I know it's like, I'm giving you the opportunity right now to ticket me like, like for every little thing that I wasn't even pulled over for. But so it's just, it's just a shame. It's what was going through my mind is just utter shock, but it was, it was kind of no surprise. That's kind of the underlining theme. You know, every person of color that I've spoken to is just like, yeah, that's, it's horrible. But why are people, you know, there's almost a certain surprise that people are like shocked. There is not one person of color. There's not one ethnic person out there that is shocked that this happened, you know, sadly, it's happened to a lot of them, you know, they've been beaten, they've been treated horribly, the horrific things that me as a fair skinned, and I, and I say this in a weird way, passable Puerto Rican, right? 
the things that have been said to me are horrible. The things that I have witnessed being said and done to my people is horrific. There were no phones. I'm I'm older. You know, I'm in my I'm in my 40s now. Cell phones weren't a thing when I was a kid. When I was a teenager, you know, they were just kind of like starting. So nothing was being filmed. So this is what's crazy to me. These things are happening now. They know they're being filmed and recorded. Imagine what they do when they're not being filmed or recorded. Imagine the things that they've done for decades prior when cell phones weren't a thing. This is what should concern people. This is what why people should be up in arms, you know? The one comfort that I do have is the fact that things are being recorded and it's not going away. It's not. So I really, truly hope and I feel hope and I have hope that change is going to happen, that change is happening and it's going to stick. Do you have the same feeling? I think people are scared of, of it going viral, of being targeted. They are scared of that. But what's proven the fact is that when they go to court, they're just going, is the court case is going to go away. You know, they're not going to be charged. They don't have to worry about that. I mean, just this, the social pressure of it is the most, I mean, so it's just, it's kind of like, we're still not winning. We're really still not winning, you know, but we can make it a little bit better. Well, I think there'll be a day where we'll ever win. I don't know, but it's getting a little bit better. I feel. I always have hope. And I feel if you have hope, you have everything you need. I think everybody is very uncomfortable now. And I think that's a good thing. Yeah. And I think things are changing. You know, it's funny. Things shift and things change all the time. And cops, they're, they're dirty cops. There are. Not all. Not all. But they're, they're dirty cops. There's a cop recently here in California in Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills. Oh, Beverly Hills is so nice. There was a, a gentleman recording an officer doing something that, you know, a conversation. Some things were being said that shouldn't have been said. The officer pulled out his phone and started playing music copyrighted music, knowing that that live stream was going to go black because of the copyright. So cops are getting smart to get around being recorded. This is crazy. If you have nothing to hide, why are you doing these things? You know, you should welcome the video. You should welcome the audio, but they're not. Why is that? Because they're doing some things that they shouldn't be doing. This is common. This is, this is not, this is not new, you know? I say it like I'm very uncomfortable with all this. I hate the fact that we have to talk about these things, but we have to talk about these things. It doesn't feel good, but it's necessary. You know, do you have any advice to give to you like a young you that you wish that you could tell you when you were first starting out? You know, it's crazy. It's at, you're telling me what I would tell me when I started giving out. I look back on that, that Tanya and I don't mean to get emotional, but it got me. It's like, I wish I had some of that fight that I had before. I have pictures of me in that hospital bed and like coming back. And there was like this roaring rage of fight that was inside of me. And I think fighting the fight and dealing with life and circumstance has kind of jaded me a bit. And so if I would tell Tanya, I would tell her to keep that fight. Keep shining, girl. Keep fighting that. Because the world needs that. It does. Yeah. It's like that. I'll say this. You may not feel the same. I don't know you. I didn't know that you. I know this you. And I know this you is a fucking warrior. Okay? Warrior queen. I see the fight. I hear it in your voice. I understand. Like, I completely understand how exhausting, how draining, how much weight all of this is. It's tremendous, you know, and sometimes 
you need a break. Sometimes you need a mental break. Sometimes you need a physical break. Sometimes you can't be on the front line every single moment of every single day. That's not a bad thing. That doesn't mean that you don't have fight. That means that you're recharging. Yes, recharging. You still have that fight. I'll say this. Considering where you were and where you've gotten, you have even more fights. You have even more grit. You have even more power today than you've ever had in your life. If you don't feel that, I'm sorry you don't feel that. That doesn't change the fact that you do. You know? And I'll just say this out loud, okay? You are a black woman brain injury survivor living in the world today, surviving a worldwide pandemic, surviving systemic racism in the military, fighting, thriving, pushing forward every single day. Now, where in any of that do you see weakness? There's nothing in that that doesn't scream fight. Nothing. So... Just wanted to point that out. You were killing it. And I appreciate so much. (laughs) And it's inspiring what you've done and how far you've come, you know? And even saying, oh, and I ran three miles. Do you know how amazing that is? Hey, to run, period. Let's just say that. I'll put a T at the end. Period. (laughs) (laughs) Just to run. That alone is a huge victory, you know, and I always see victories for anyone in our community as a community victory. So for you individually, amazing. For our community, it's huge. So I just met you and I already see you as light, love, and an inspiration in our community, you know? So I hope that sticks a little bit because it's the truth. I needed that reminder. Damn right. I'll I'll remind you all day, every day. Because I I, I think you're dope. There's a certain amount of energy that comes off you where I'm like, yes, I, I dig this because it's a positive. It's not, you have every right in the world. To be like, yeah, everything's terrible. People are disgusting. This world (laughs) is trash. You do. You have every right. And people will be like, yeah, you know, I understand it. You're not. You're positive. You're motivated. You're just such a kind person. And that's why I wanted to talk to you and connect and do this specific podcast because of that energy. You know, I love that. Can I ask, where does that come from? Have you always been this way or is this just something new post brain injury? Thanks to our sponsor, Avid Technology, for providing us with the tools, or should I say pro tools, to record, edit, and mix our podcast and get our message out clearly to the world. Try Avid first to start recording today for free at avid.com slash pro dash tools. Yay. Yay. I have a lot of faith. I have a lot of faith. This is a f- This is crazy. When I was younger, so I went to Catholic school my whole life. And when I was younger, yeah, I, uh, I was like thinking like, I should be a nun, you know, like I just love God so much, (laughs) I know. (laughs) Um, but then, but then I, but then I became a teenager and I was like, what am I thinking? Um, but, (laughs) um, yeah, so I have a lot of deep faith, but I have, I just have a lot of ambition, you know, it's kind of like, so here's the thing when I went to West Point and they're screaming in your face and they're getting in your face. And they're like, that has to do. It didn't bother me. And I loved it because I felt like I made it like there's a mess hall and the mess hall is like historic and like all these buildings. And I look at it and I'm just like, I did it, but it's like, but I have more in me. And so it's, it's crazy. It's like that, that inner soul that's like, has to keep growing and I can't let it down. So it's, I would say it's my faith coupled with that. That's 
amazing. That re- that really is. Can I tell you why? Because you are a powerful black woman <laughs> in this world. I I, I mean that there there is uh, there's so- look there's something to our community, right? If you've suffered a brain injury, you're a superhero. This world alone enough is this world by itself is crazy. Just with everything going the right way, everything it's pretty crazy. Living in this world with a brain injury is sometimes almost impossible, almost intolerable. Mm, intolerable. Okay. I I can't even fathom. I can't even comprehend sometimes how it is living in this world with a brain injury, being a black woman. You know, it must be so difficult. So you have that fight. You are an actual superhero. I'm looking to see. Are you wearing a t-shirt or are you wearing a cape? <laughs> because you, you are you're an actual Wonder Woman, which is amazing. I'm, I'm so like I, I'm so proud of your fight. Like I can't stress that enough. And I just love your energy. That's what resonated with me when I started hearing you speak on Clubhouse. I'm like, wow. I was like, this woman is inspiring. To be completely honest, I didn't think you would be so young. I really. <laughs> and the fact that you said that you've been in the military so long and it's been 12 years out, in my head, I'm like, there's no way that this girl is over 15 years old. You look like a baby. I'm just pointing that out. Well, I'm medically retired from the military. They've medically retired me. Okay. You're still a military woman, correct? Right. You're still considered military. I'm still a veteran, medically... yes. Yeah, yeah. You're a vet. You're a, you're, you're a veteran in the military and you look like you're 12. <laughs> I don't know why it keeps on getting younger. <laughs> but I, you have such an aura about you, and I loved it. That's why I sat in on all these rooms, because to be honest, sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to go. But I was like, <laughs> you know what? Let me stick around a couple more minutes, because you would just start talking about something. And I'm like, yes, yes. Yeah, it was very you. inspiring. It was very motivating, and it was captivating. And that's what I, I love. That's why I love connecting right now and just having this conversation, you know? Um, specifically in this month, it's Black History Month. It's a big month for Black people in America. You know, it's 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 not it's not easy. It's not you know, and some people still just don't understand. Well, we're all people. It's like yeah, it's an ignorant way of thinking. To be honest, it's there's white privilege behind that statement. Yeah, you know, like it, look, let, let's just point out the facts. You had to work twice as hard just to kind of get on the same page to get on the same level as people that just wake up you know like they just wake up and it's like oh you have to be when you're driving you can't drive recklessly you know even when you're going somewhere well i can't dress a certain way i can't speak a certain way oh always my wardrobe is my wardrobe is always collared shirts everywhere i go i mean you have to be a certain yeah isn't that that's that's Just these things, there's a certain amount of discomfort in almost every aspect of life being an ethnic person, being specifically a black person in America. It's a lot. It's a lot. So this month, I I just want to celebrate all of my black brothers and sisters because I understand how how difficult it is. And honestly, I just want to give all you guys a hug like I do. do. Well, most of you. Some of you guys are kind of dicks. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I love the fact that you you keep on fighting. I love the fact that you just have this or and you, you know, even you said you wish you had that fight you had at the beginning. I'm saying this now. You have that and then some. You do. Like, I I truly, truly believe that. And I I just I I appreciate you so much. And I really look forward to connecting like even longer. This is like just beginning. 
Because I think okay. you and I could do some stuff. I'm down for that. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, please consider leaving us a five-star review on the Apple Podcast app. Your reviews help us grow and reach more listeners like you. Find us by searching for the Neuro Nerds on the Apple Podcast app today. Speaking of doing stuff for the community, you also have a nonprofit, correct? I do. I do. I do. So my nonprofit is TB Incredible. So I had to plan words from TBI, traumatic brain injury, to be incredible. So my, my nonprofit is TB Incredible, and we do therapeutic photography for brain injured survivors. How amazing is that? Yeah. That is so cool. Can you explain a little bit of what that is, the therapeutic yes. photography? So. So here's the thing. I'm explaining it in two ways. So here's, I'm explaining the art part. So I want to do something for the community because I go to two different support groups, one military and one civilian. The common theme is everybody's talking about their troubles and how to get over it. However, in the military one, we can talk about what therapies we can go to, we can go to. And the civilian one, there's a stop because insurance companies won't pay for them to go to therapy. So what can I do but provide free therapeutic services for my community, so therapeutic photography. I want to do something in the art field. However, I'm not a painter and I can't dance for anything. So I love taking pictures. Pictures help me with my memory, have helped me with my emotions, have helped me with my anxiety, my depression, and all of that. So created this program. Let's say you are a member, you belong to a group of 10. Out of that 10, you meet once a month where you discuss the theme of the month. Our first theme is called Morning Glory. What motivates you to wake up in the morning? For me, it's my cup of coffee and my morning walk. So I take a picture of that. And the group will have a discussion. Tanya, your picture was captured this way, or maybe if you change the angle or position of the sun, if you use this. But you know what though? Tuesday was a really hard day for me to get up to. Thank you for helping motivate me to get up. Thank you for tying that all in. And um, that's great. At the end of the discussion, one picture we voted on will be displayed in our brick and mortar store and also on our website. And that's just being a member of the group. Upcoming Saturday, February 20th, we have a virtual photography workshop that's going to be led by an Essence Magazine photographer. So you get to learn how to take pictures. You're learning how to like, what does aperture mean? What does shutter speed mean? What does ISO mean? How do I use light? What type of camera is this? You get to learn all of that through the session and it's free. So all of these services are free and awesome. That is mind blowing. How incredible are you? <laughs> that is so cool. How do people find this? Is, is there a website? Is there a handle on Instagram? Yes, I have Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. My website though is tbincredible.com, tbincredible.com. Um, you want to email, you email is to be incredible, T-O-B-E incredible at Gmail, to be incredible at gmail.com. But the website is tbincredible.com. That is so cool. All these uh, links will be in the show notes. And I absolutely hope everybody reaches out because this is just such a beautiful, amazing thing. And another incredible way to give back to the community to connect, because I feel that connecting is the most important way that we can move forward in our recovery journeys. We have to help one another. And we're all part of this really strange family. You know, sometimes there's a weird uncle, right? Sometimes there's an awkward aunt. But we're all still part of this beautiful, incredible, amazing, helpful, loving, caring community. And I love it so much. And that's such a beautiful thing. And anything that we can do here at the NeuroNerds to help that, let us know. We'll promote you as, as hard as we possibly can because I think that's such a great idea. All right. Now, I have a very important question. We are the NeuroNerds here. What's your nerdum? What's What is your thing? So us at the NeuroNerds, Lauren is a... It's, Lauren's just a nerd with everything. I'm a, a Marvel nerd. I'm a Star Wars nerd. That's like my nerdum. Do you have a, a specific nerdum? So I nerd out on pictures. 
my iPhone, you know how like the iPhone comes in like different storage levels and like they outprice it like a ridiculous amount for like the highest amount. Yeah, no, no, no. I need that because my picture album has like so many photos in it. I like take a picture, snap, snap, upward, downwards. Like I'm that girl, like, you know, like when you're in a crowd and like you're in a public place, like you're in front of the Eiffel Tower, you're like, can somebody take a picture of me? If you give me your camera, you are getting a photo shoot. Like I am taking it sideways, <laughs> upways, downways, every way. Like that's just me. I love pictures. I love taking scenery. I love nature. I'm not really big on animals. That's just my, not my thing, but nature is my thing. Like the beauty of trees and sunsets and water, like sit me in front of a beach all day. I would shoot you like 50 photo albums. That's, this is amazing. And I, and that resonates with me, the different angles in the photo shoot, because I'm dating an artist, right? A, a singer songwriter. Every picture turns into a photo shoot. Actually, can you do it in portrait mode? Can you do it from this <laughs> angle? How's the lighting? Can we stand yes. here? Can you do it again? It this matters. one's okay. <laughs> It matters. It matters. I, I, yes. I'm, I'm kind of like, all right, now I'm I'm like almost like a pro. It's like, all right, cool. You got your face. All right. Three angles. Boom, boom, boom. Done. <laughs> Let's go. Let's get it going, which is awesome. Tanya, this has been honestly, I, I honestly just uh, full school. I didn't know what to expect because we've only chatted on Clubhouse. We've never like connected in this way. I look forward to growing this connection because you're just such an amazing person. Like I I truly feel that. And I truly appreciate what you do for the community. Such TB incredible. TB incredible. I love that TB incredible. It's such a a, a beautiful thing. Everybody should check that out. Check out the links. Definitely reach out, sign it. How can they find you? Like, do you want to give out your socials? I don't know if you're like, I don't want people to reach out to me. No. Great. So (laughs) it's so simple. So on Instagram, I am smile with Tanya on clubhouse. I'm chat with Tanya on Twitter. I'm just Tanya Gautier. But <laughs> you can find me on Instagram of Smile with Tanya on Instagram. Boom. All of those will be in the show notes. And you can reach out to my amazing, lovely ass kicking co-host Lauren at Lauren El Manzano on Instagram. You can reach out to me at Joe So Rocks on all the socials. Reach out to us, the neural nerds everywhere. Tanya, this has been amazing. This has been so nice to connect with a powerful, beautiful, amazing black woman in Black History Month. And I appreciate you for being on the show. Can I just say one thing I want to leave reviewers with just to make sure everybody understands. So life doesn't give you excuses. It really doesn't. It doesn't care if you're a brain injury, doesn't care. You're black, doesn't care. Your woman doesn't care. It's be intentional with what you're doing. Be intentional and keep going. Just keep going. Damn right. And on those inspirational words from this powerful black warrior princess woman superhero <laughs> I, would, I, I would say like, like wonder woman i think just fits perfectly like really like the, the you're like the uh, oh my gosh i'm just so blown away by you tanya thank you so much for being an inspiration for being such a fighter and i appreciate those words and on that note this neuro nerd is out tanya that was awesome that was awesome really? like i am i am blown away right now like i'm ready to run through a wall Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.